0: Hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast, supporting women to make soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood, going back to basics, changing our stories and trusting ourselves. I'm Emily and I'm Annabelle. Hey, hey Mama. Mama. Hello, hello. We are back for another week of the Birth Story series. And joining us today is Amy, wife and stay-at-home mother to two children. The first birth was her daughter, And it was a cesarean section with a private obstetrician. On feeling a sense of loss about her first birth experience, Amy went on to have a VBAC home birth with a private midwife and doula for her son. And this is what we're going to talk about today, an amazing VBAC at home. So welcome, Amy. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. Yay
0: yeah we're so excited i love these stories it's really inspiring and i know so relatable to people you know that have you know a lot of unfortunately a lot of the times our first births they don't always go the way we want for for a lot of people um and you know i think that there will be many mamas out there who have had a c section with their first and then they're thinking can I do it next time? Can I have the, the birth that I had hoped for or planned for? Um, and, yeah, and can I do it at home, which is amazing. So really excited to hear your experience.
1: Well, yeah, that's definitely how it felt for me, you know, having the cesarean and then really wanting the back and how to get it. So, um, yeah, I'll start my story then. Yes, please. So, my first birth was a caesarean in um, a private hospital with a private obstetrician. And we were aiming for a vaginal birth that didn't um, happen. The caesarean section was, I don't know, fine. It was calm. Everything went okay. But after, and my daughter breastfed and, you know, it was fine and I recovered okay. But afterwards, on reflection with my husband, you know, we'd planned a vaginal birth and we both were feeling like we missed out on something it wasn't the way we wanted it to go um we we think that vaginal birth is really important um for like the health of the baby as well um Mm -hmm. and yeah it just wasn't aligned with what we wanted so um our next step was when we have a second child how are we going to achieve our VBAC Mm -hmm. Um, Well, well just to sorry just to jump in there what uh what were the reasons why you then needed to have the C section? So, um, to be honest, um, like if I was gonna do the whole story, um Eloise came during COVID, um, like the oh. first lockdown of COVID. Um, she didn't engage when we got to term and I was basically scared into it, in my opinion. Mm,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's pretty common though, right? Like I'm sure that that will be relatable to so many mums who have had a cesarean that you feel scared and you feel pressured into it because, you know, these doctors use these big scary words and these statistics that, um that yeah, that make you feel frightened for your baby's life and that's the only thing that matters to you, you know?
1: Oh, totally. And, you know, um, we thought that we were educated in a way like, we see a naturopath, we're very like naturally minded. We thought we'd done enough research, but when it came down to it, we weren't like strong enough to give any mm. pushback. We were just like, okay, yeah, if that's what you think, we'll do it. So then for the second time, um, like that was really important that we were able to make our own choices and do our own research and talk through the options and you know make these choices for ourselves, like educated choices. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and just another question <laughs> yeah <Sorry. laughs> um so before you I mean obviously you were pregnant you had the private cover and yeah and went down like the obstetrician hospital route is yep. that all you knew at that time um yeah so yeah. when we went to the um GP the two options that she gave us were like public or private most yeah. of our friends yeah. had done private we did actually discuss the family birth centre, um, but four hours, you know, you have to leave after four hours. I don't know, both me and my husband were like, I don't know if we'll be able to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it was yeah. a discussion for us, like we had considered it. But, yeah, we mostly just did what everyone else we knew did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. that's just the thing. You don't know what you don't know, right? Oh, um, and and yeah. I'm a, well, I don't work anymore, but I'm a registered nurse and you know like yeah. being a medical person you think oh i'll be strong enough to like um do you know say what i what i want yeah. and stand in my own power but yeah when push comes to shove like we were just like
0: totally you're so vulnerable so so vulnerable during that time um which it it just changes your state um and it's really sad then that that we get pushed into these things but obviously you um you got yourself into a different position for your next birth yeah so excited to hear
1: this (laughs) um so yeah after um Eloise uh was born you know everything went fine and then we decided, oh, I think when she was about 18 months that we would um, conceive, try to conceive again. Um, so we fell pregnant the first try again, which was really nice. Um, and during, before we had even started trying, I'd already decided that I wanted a private midwife. Um, so I looked at all the options in Perth. And then, pretty much the day that we got the pregnancy test come back positive, I called all of the private midwives in Perth, and yeah. only one of them was available. <laughs> wow!
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, so we met with her, um, and you know what? She was she was lovely, and I was happy to um, to go with her. She actually didn't end up being my private midwife, but I'll um t- tell you that down the, the okay. line. okay. <laughs> So, yeah, we did tons of research. Once we had our private midwife, we thought, yep, everything's going really well. And then um, restrictions started to come in with COVID. And mm. I was working as a nurse and didn't, I decided not to get vaccinated um, against yeah. COVID. So then I was fired from my job, which is quite stressful during my Gosh. pregnancy. Yeah. And my husband, um, He also he has psoriatic arthritis and decided that he didn't really want to have it either. So we both lost our jobs during um, Eddie's pregnancy, which made it really stressful for us. And we were really fearful that he wouldn't be able to come if we anything happened. He wouldn't be able to come to hospital with me, even with the private midwife, because of restrictions and not allowing Mm. like birth partners. So I don't know. This pregnancy was full of a lot of like fear for us, even though we're feeling really empowered about what we wanted for our birth um the pregnancy itself was straightforward until 20 weeks when i got an email from my private midwife and she said she's deciding that she no longer wants to do v-back home births
0: oh Mm. Um, so oh my <laughs> god can anything else happen like it's like all <laughs> the things like you're doing yeah covid losing jobs then that wow okay so just more stress to add to your list
1: yeah so that was like a lot um lots of tears we did mm. have a doula by that stage who was amazing and she was really supportive <laughs> and that actually helped um so I called all the private midwives again and then got a The first time around I spoke to one of the midwives on the phone and she said um, she wasn't available but she was the one that recommended the midwife that I went for. She said, oh, I think that she's free. So straight away called her. And um, we were talking on the phone and, you know, lots of tears and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry this has happened to you. And she said, we've spoken a couple of times now. I feel like I'm meant to be your midwife. She's like, I'm already booked out um, but I'm going to take you on as an extra. Wow, Aww. I actually got
0: goosebumps then Me when we said that. It was like, yes, that's so meant to be. Well,
1: we were talking about it yesterday, and my husband teared up again about it because it's such yeah. an emotional time for us. And yeah, and she was, she was meant to be our midwife. So um, Aww. once like she was on board, it was it was great. Um, so we did a lot of hypnobirthing. I um, like birth training with our doula. Um, we did. Australian birth stories, birth class. I just listened to all of that as well. And I just wanted to feel like as ready as I could, even though how can Mm. you be ready? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I decided not to have the glucose test. I looked at the risk factors for myself and um, I didn't have um, gestational diabetes the first time and I was more than happy not to have it. And my private midwife knew that I was um, informed and happy for me to make that decision which felt really nice after the first time, um, after my first experience with Eloise. Um, I did have the 20-week ultrasound um, mm-hmm. and that was all fine. And then um, I did have an ultrasound later in, preg- in the pregnancy because my placenta was um, really close to the cervix. So they just wanted to make sure that that had moved.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm it, sure I did, right?
1: It, it did. And to be honest, it was more me um, than her. But I was just like, I want to know that it's all fine before yeah um, happened.
0: Yeah. It's really normal though. Hey, like it's yeah. happened a lot. Like it's really, so common. Really
1: common. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's just like that whole, yeah, there's like that analogy of like the balloon and you put a dot on the bottom of the balloon and as you blow the balloon up. The dot yeah. moves up and, yeah, but I think that it happens a lot and then, you know, you if, if you do choose to have an ultrasound and you go and get that and then you get told that it's low, it can get really stressful and, like, feel like, oh, my God, I'm not going to get the birth that I want.
1: The, the second midwife said, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it too much, like, don't mm. let it get in your head. But I already, you know, after losing the first midwife, things were happening. I was like, oh, I just don't want anything to else to derail me. Um, yeah. So I couldn't help but be like, I really just want the scan to tell me everything's fine and this feedback is going to happen. I did not want another Was If I had mm. to, I would. But yeah. it was like the end of the line of things that I wanted. Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, once we knew that was all out of the way, I think we had that scan at 35 weeks, then it was just waiting. Um, so we went into labor, I think I was 40 plus five. Hmm. Um, it was a Friday night, I think around like, well, seven ish o'clock, um, my husband was just putting my daughter to bed and I was like, oh, I, um, things feel different because I had had a little bit of, um, you know, tightenings previously in the week, but nothing like this. And um, had you,
0: sorry, I keep bumping in,
1: but you, you obviously hadn't felt anything in your first pregnancy. No. So yeah, you didn't know. Exactly. And yeah. that, that'll oh, come exciting. up in the sto- story. So um, oh, okay, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, so um, I was, like, bouncing on the ball and my husband came down and, like, we were both, you know, really excited, like, oh, my God, it's finally happening because the first time it didn't, like you said. Yeah. Um, and then around, like, 11, you know, um, things were getting maybe a bit closer together and we'd put the TENS machine on, which I absolutely loved. Mm. And my doula had brought lots of different, I don't know, like the cub tripe, um things you can sit on and, I don't know, all these different things. Um, But Adam really wanted to call our doula to have her be with us. I I don't know. We did feel quite connected to to her. Um, So, yeah, she came and um, it just kind of carried on all night until, I don't know, like seven and we called our midwife and then everything kind of stopped again. And it was, you know, just like early labour. Progress so during the day it went um, slow down and was like 10 minutes apart, so I couldn't really sleep or rest, it was pretty hard. Mm. And then night came and it happened again, um, and so like th- that next night, I became a bit like, Oh, is this ever gonna happen?
0: Yeah.
1: I know it was only two nights, but my husband had to give me a bit of a talking to, like, you know, if you really want this V back, you're going to have to, like, I, I needed that, like, strong word at that time. And, like, he knew. Um, so, same thing happened. They were, like, three minutes apart all night. Then the daylight came again and it slowed down again. And I just kept the TENS machine on, and my doula and Adam were here. And um, the midwife came and went and they were really supportive and, like, pressing on my back. And the doula was, like, rubbing oils on my stomach and we were walking and, I don't know, just everything. But it just, you know, went back to 10 minutes apart. And then the third night um, it did ramp up a little bit and I was like, you know what, if I want this to happen, I need to make it happen. So my husband hadn't slept in in two nights as well. So I was like, I want you to go to bed. And then I sat on the toilet for, I don't know, maybe like six or he came and, and went, but he went to sleep for maybe two hours. Um, yeah, maybe six hours. And then the contractions started like getting extremely intense and like rolling into each other. And, you know, being a VBAC, I was like, oh, is this like a rupture thing or is this just the intensity? Um, so we called our um at like 4am and I was like, I want a cervical check. I don't know that I can do this for another day and another night. Oh. And she was so reluctant. Like, um, she's like, no, I don't think, um, you know, it would be that helpful. And, you know, talk to me about it. And it was totally my decision. I was like, No, nah, please tell me, tell me that something has happened. And these three, like three nights, or two nights or three nights, wherever we're up to, it was not for nothing. Um, and so I was five centimeters dilated, and she's like, "You are," she said to me, "like you are progressing." And she was gave me this pep talk, and but she's like, "If you want to go to hospital, we can." And I was like, "We are not going to hospital." So um, she said to me, "Look, if you want, we could uh, put you in the pool and give you a rest, but it will probably slow everything down." And like she felt like I was progressing quicker now. Um, But I really wanted the relief of the pool. So I got in and I stayed in for about 10 hours. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Maybe maybe eight. I don't know. But it was a long, long time. Yeah. Um, And they tried tried lots of times to get me out. And I was like, no. (laughs) Apparently. I really um, struggled to remember how it went down. This is like more my husband's recollection than my own. By this stage, I was so exhausted um and I kept falling asleep in the pool
0: yeah and and you're like time like you just can't really keep track of time when you're um giving birth because oh. you're in like this other world but so hang on you slept them for all, like you were kind of sleeping on and off during that time but you hadn't slept for days before that
1: in three nights yeah jeez Ooh, and, okay and I just um you know, when my husband gave me the pep talk about being, you know, like, if I want this, I have to, you know, make it happen and everything. Um, I wasn't eating and, or drinking and he, so he was like, we need to start making sure that you're drinking something. And, you know, like, I was just not listening at all. But, um, after that I pulled it together and yep. Yeah, um, the next night was good. And I, you know, got it together and then, The 4am came and I got into the pool and everyone's there and then I had the doula and the midwife and Adam, you know, pressing on my back and like really sportive and music and it was really nice but it just, yeah, carried on and on and on and then um, they were all exhausted of course as well because they have been coming and going and they were like the most amazing team. I couldn't, I don't know, have asked for any better. The yes. second maybe at like one, one o'clock in the afternoon, and got me on onto the toilet. And then I labored there for about an hour, and then they got me back in the pool. And then um my waters broke and then the intensity was just crazy. Yeah. Maybe like an hour later, he was born. Wow. The whole time I was on my hands and knees, he wouldn't when I was in the pool, so that for the ten hours or whatever, he wouldn't allow me to like rest back. It was obviously, I don't know, just positional, but my my uh, legs were so tired from being on my hands and
0: knees. Oh. oh my gosh, Wow, wow. So once your waters broke, like that was it, like it was on. So did yeah. you notice like a big, so you notice a big change in intensity then?
1: Totally, and and I knew my waters had broken. It was like that pop and then, yeah, this like maybe it was kind of him falling, you know, so much deeper and just this, the pressure and everything was just so much more.
0: Yeah, and because it was obviously so, 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 so long, was there points where you were just like, I'm going to go and get a C-section now? (laughs)
1: never a c-section but at one stage i thought god i wouldn't mind an epidural i you know i was totally not wanting medication to begin with but i was like i don't know if i can carry on like this forever will you ever be born
0: yeah yeah wow
1: so yeah um and then yeah when he was born He was kind of, um, the midwife said, would I like to grab him? But I just didn't have the strength really. So she passed him through my legs and then um, basically laid on my chest and fed straight away. And it was just Um, this like amazing moment. My husband cried. I don't know, it was instant relief and just, I don't know, like joy bursting into a room. It was amazing. I felt, um, I don't know so kind of proud of myself (laughs) that um, I was able to achieve it because during the labour, my husband, like, so, yeah, lots of this is from Adam's point of view, but he said that him and our midwife had a conversation and she was like, she thought I was really in my head. So the fact that on the third day I was so exhausted, I just allowed my body to do it, but she felt that I um, had a bit of a block and, wasn't I wasn't sure that I could do it was her kind of interpretation when we talked back about you know the feelings and because she um only you know started um being my midwife at 20 weeks we kind of didn't have that start when we like the whole pregnancy together and so we didn't like go over it as much as maybe we might have had had she been my midwife from the start
0: oh wow amazing it's so incredible and just like yeah the feeling afterwards right like you've done it like you did it you did it like and of course he did but it's just like yeah I mean I I'm sure that he can't even explain that feeling
1: I think you know birth is such a well like of course a trans transformational thing for a woman but once you've given birth you think I could do anything uh-huh. yeah. like yeah I don't know It made me just feel like oh I could do anything now (laughs) yeah I could live through through three days of that um yeah I don't know it was was just a really amazing experience um and like I wouldn't do it any other way again if I was going to have another baby and we might who knows um I would get the same midwife and doula they were just the most amazing support and being at home not having to go anywhere after um Well, that's actually another thing that happened. After he was born, my placenta didn't come. So then um, there was like talk that maybe I'd have to go to hospital. They tried to, um, you know, use a bit of traction. And then I said, just give me the injection. I don't want to go to hospital. And it eventually did come. But, yeah, that was another thing. I I was like, oh, I don't want to after doing all of that have to go to hospital and have my fizzles removed
0: yeah yeah that would be really disappointing after you've just managed to do everything at home for sure
1: yeah so um Mm -hmm. yeah and I had a small graze but nothing that needed you know looking at or anything um and yeah it was just perfect
0: Well, thank you so much, Amy. That was amazing. We'll we'll just finish with the question that we always ask, um, you know, just to put you on the spot. But what advice would you give to a pregnant mama right now who is wanting to have a VBAC like you?
1: Um, Be educated. So do your research, like I looked at all the stats and, um, you know, feel like, you, you know enough to make your own decisions and be comfortable in that way. Like I just think do your research and know what, um, know what you want, like decide. Even if it's going to, you know, hospital, that's fine. But if you want a VBAC, you, you need to be educated, I think.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Amy. Thanks for listening to the Hey Mama podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please share with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes. We hope you're having a beautiful day, Mama.